Welcome back to the program, Hidden Nation. It is Josh Carey right here with you, the Hidden Entrepreneur. So good to see you, to be seen, to be visible, right? Doing exactly what we know we should and could be doing in life. Isn't that what it's about? Today I'm sitting with Jumi Aluko. Hello, hello. So good to see you. Thanks for having me, Josh. Why wouldn't I? Is I there know. is there good any question. reason I wouldn't? And I'm glad we we were able to coordinate this schedule. We made this happen pretty quickly. Yeah. And um, you have someone here with you who I think is uh, also helping the production. So that's <laughs> everybody's uh, everybody's chipping in. It's wonderful. Tell me about your, your company name. Say the name. Okay. So my company name is Dooney Weddings and Events. And your name is Jumi. My name is Jumi. However... However, Dooney is actually my first name, my official first name. Your birth name. My birth name, exactly. Legal. <laughs> my Nigerian given name. Nigerian given. Tell me yes. all about this. So I'm Nigerian. My parents are both born in Nigeria. I was born here in the States. However, I have a beautiful um, name that is actually Oluwa Dooney. And so my business name is named after that, which is my first name. How and when and why did Jumi birth so jumi came together because that is my middle name oh boy <laughs> it's a shortened version of my middle name um it's my nickname my middle name is actually jamoke so um from the beginning middle and end what is your full name Ooh, all of that on air josh well just the just the first two maybe okay you don't so have to... we already talked about oluwaduni that's mm -hmm. the first name and then ola jamoke is the middle name it's beautiful. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Have you been uh, to Nigeria? I have. Yeah, I tell have. me about that. I've been a number of times. Um, hasn't been for a while now because it's very, it's a long trip. And when you go there, you want to stay there for a long time. So the last time I went was actually my grandfather's funeral. Mm. I mean, sad, but it was beautiful to see all the family and see how everybody was celebrating his life. He was a great man in Nigeria. So it was beautiful to really see all of that. What, what was great about him? He had a number of children. Um, he had a lot of children and now he had a lot of grandchildren and he was an economics professor. So he, you know, very instilled that culture of education, of learning and of just being with family. That was what was beautiful about him. Spending time with him, you know, while he was alive was really lovely. Whenever we'd see him either in Nigeria or in England, where the rest of my family lives. England? Yes, sir. Who, who lives in England? <laughs> All of my father's siblings and their children. Is he English or is he Nigerian and just happened to... My father? Yeah. My father's Nigerian. Okay. Um, he went to school in London. Wow. And then it's kind of something that a lot of Nigerian families do. They'll go, you know, they'll be in Nigeria and then they'll go to school in London or they'll just end up in London one way or another. And so a lot of my cousins are still there, still live there. And your mom's Nigerian? My mom's Nigerian and they she's met, here in the States. They met where? In Nigeria. They met in... Um, they met in secondary school, something called Christ School. Called? Christ School. Christ. It's Christ. Christ. Yes. Christ. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the person. Yes. And the, uh, of the religion. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So they met in Christ School. Mm -hmm. And then they and came. Then they, and then they got married, actually, there. And then they came to the U.S. and actually California. You see Santa Barbara, to be exact. Which is why you're here. No, I mean, I was oh. born in Maryland. You were born in Maryland. <laughs> Tell me about uh, Nigeria. Tell you. What do you want to know? What do I want to know? Mm -hmm. What it do can, you want to know? What is, what, what is it like? I mean, it is the best country in West Africa. Um, we have some of the best food. We have the best music. I know the person that's here with me right now would agree. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. indeed. <laughs> 
Um, it's just a beautiful country, beautiful people. You know, we are a very joyous, joyous um, group of people. And it's just, I feel a, a huge sense of pride being Nigerian. Of, of course, why not, yes. right? Do you, um, your, your pride of that, is, is that a through line in everything you do? Absolutely. How so? So my business is something that when I reach out to people, when I tell them what I do and the kinds of clients that I love to work with, for me, everything is about culture. So if it's mm. a client that, you know, they're getting married and they're from a particular area, I want to celebrate that. I want to infuse their culture into the respective celebration that's happening. And so a lot of people come to me because they know I get it. You know, I hear that often. It's like, we know that you just get it. You understand what we're trying to do. You understand the feel that we're trying to go for. And so that's why those are kinds of clients that I really love working with. Your your look from head to toe is a lot of adjectives can describe it. <laughs> All positive, mind you. Uh, seriously, though, right? Like none of it is lost. Uh, has this has this been uh, an evolution for a while, or did you, from young age, you were like, I got this? <laughs> I would like to say from a young age, I got this, but it's an evolution where I. I love color yeah. and that stems from my culture. You know, when you look at our fashion, it's nothing dull. And so for me, that's how I live my daily life. Nothing is dull. Everything is colorful. I'll wear black occasionally, but everything is color. Not too over the top, but you know, very put together. How, I've learned that it all, what you're talking about has to start from within. Um, it, it took me decades to get to a place where I could acknowledge that and, and sort of live that, right? Like feel that I, I can wear certain things, I can be certain things. Were you always a confident, vibrant girl? I was. I was. I, I think I've always been um, a rebel when it comes to doing things a particular way. You've been a rebel? Yeah. You know. Give me an example. Um. Oh. <laughs> What's an example I should talk about? Is there online? an example? Does your friend want to? Does she, no, she, no, she's not allowed to oh. be on. That. <laughs> well, you said rebel. I didn't say rebel. I mean, it's just one of those things where I always question. I'm always like, why? Why do I have to do it this way? Why can't I do it a particular way? Why do I have to dress this way? Why can't I wear certain things this way? Um, Is do you think that that uh, that's a good? everybody should sort of poke and prod and question is that what we're talking so. about yeah. yeah i believe everybody should have a, a spirit of investigation a spirit of why a spirit of non-conform non-conforming i think everybody should kind of have that and that's what makes you you a thousand percent yeah a thousand percent people know that I, i'll push the envelope um people know that i'll find unique ways to do traditional things um people know that if they come to me it's just going to get done whether or not it's a straight line, a zigzag line, <laughs> whatever it is, it's going to get done. I think that's just the way that it should be. You don't have to follow the traditional path. I sure haven't. Were you, were, were your parents in support of this from a very early age that sort of helped mold you to this confident, powerful position? 
Oh, yeah. My parents. So I would ask my dad for money and it would I felt like I would have to write a dissertation as to why I wanted five dollars. <laughs> tell me, tell me, <laughs> tell me exactly the story. I love it. So you would walk me through this. I would go to my dad and say, hey, dad, can I get like five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars? <laughs> and my dad is a professor. You know, he's a professor of chemical engineering. Oh. And so you know how they think like. A professor, no, I don't. Oh, OK, well, a professor. No. <laughs> That is an incorrect statement. I don't know. If anybody's wondering, I do not know. How a professor thinks. No. How, well, how a professor. You just dumbed it down. Thank you. I don't know how professors think. No. What would you say? He was a chemical engineer? He's a chem chemical yeah. engineer. Yeah. Yes. I don't know how they think. Some professors, maybe I could get. <laughs> but no, seriously, how does how does a chemical engineer think? It's a lot of process. Okay. Like, what is, why do you need this? What is it going to do for you? Why should I be the one to give this to you? Now, is this the kind of thing where you like, you hate it in the moment, but maybe now you're like, you know, that was a pretty smart move. Absolutely. I was like, why can't I just get $5? Does every other 10, 12 year old child have to go through this process? I am not every somebody? other 10 or 12 year old child's father. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. I'm a father. So I, I, I know the, I, I've read the handbook on pretty how to much. respond. But honestly, I love it now because now it, it's forced me to like really think about why I want to do something, why, why I want to do it a particular way. Um, I don't mind when people ask me questions um, if I want to do something or, you know, if I want to get involved. So it's helped. It's helped. It was annoying at the time. But. What, what kind of people do you attract in your world? Let's not focus on business for a moment. Who gets you? <laughs> who gets Jumi? I don't know. You have to ask them. Who does get me? Yeah. Um, I think it's people that just see a lot of positivity in life, you know, that really they they also are rebels they also just really enjoy life they can they they're sarcastic love it yeah <laughs> they are people that are very colorful inside and out you know they're very joyous they love to have people around them um they like to try new things they're adventurers i think those are the kinds of people that really get me but they also have an emotional spot they also have a very sweet spot because that's the way that we connect on deeper levels you know where there's things happening in the world we can talk about it but you know in the same time we can talk about the things happening on cnn we can talk about things on the shade room you know like we can talk about multiple we have layers of conversation there's depths to us so i i i think i i i don't know if i got the answer before you were always a confident joyous outgoing person i say that i've had my peaks and valleys with regards to that i think that life has definitely thrown its mess <laughs> at me um but full transparency i've gone through therapy you know i've done a lot of self-work that it's helped me go from that place where it felt dark it felt like oh god i don't know who i am i don't know what i want to do to the place of mm. yes i'm confident and capable but that required being intentional about how i wanted to feel you know, I, I've taken those person, not personality, I guess they are personality tests where at one point, you know, I would be the person that's kind of closed off emotionally. Now, all of my top scores are all about emotions. I'm very in touch with my emotions. I'm very in touch with how I want other people to feel, how I want to feel without putting other people first. You know, because if you can't, if you don't, if you don't have a healthy you, if you don't have a whole you, you can't do anything outside of that. Peaks and valleys. Dark days, you said. What was going on, one of the darkest? It's family-related stuff, you know, where you want everybody to be okay, mm. and you can't fix that. You kind of just have to let things play out as they play out, and that's really hard to see. 
It is right. You're saying um, from those we we love and we're around, it's it's tough to watch, mm-hmm. especially knowing that there's really not much we can do. Is that what you're talking about? Exactly. And how do you get through that? You, I mean, so how did you work yourself through that? Um, I'm a believer. You know, I have a strong relationship with God and, you know, prayer and mm-hmm. just surrounding myself with similar people and just asking for that kind of support really did help me developing my own relationship there really helped me just hone in and say, you know, I can't do it, but there's a greater power that can. And I'm going to put my trust in that. And that's it. That's not a magic bullet per se. Right. No, but no. So it's, it's a it's a, it's process. a process. It's a process. It's a process. It's trust in that process. It's patience. I haven't always been the most patient person still working on that. But it's all part of that process and that journey of just being like, OK, this is how I'm feeling at this point. I don't want to feel this moving forward, but I'm going to work through that discomfort. So you have a an established career now. Uh, several years a handful of years you're Mm -hmm. now out west Mm -hmm. uh you weren't always here but you were you were lucky enough to be asked to to be a a guest on on fox recently Mm -hmm. that was when i was doing um was working for la fashion week as their pr media director and so i was talking about what the upcoming season was looking like and we were really highlighting amplifying local la designers who were going to be part of that season of shows was that did you did you love that role or was it nerve wracking? It was nerve wracking. <laughs> it was of course nerve wracking. <laughs> I, I was like, me like why? <laughs> why would I be the one to talk about it? Um, but it, it was good because just being in that position to know that the organization trusted me to be the spokesperson um, and to provide encouragement to the designer who was also going to be on the segment, it felt good. It felt good to be in that role at the moment. Did did that in and of itself? help you um in what way anyway (laughs) it it helped me see where how much I've grown where I've come from and that that is not my training per se if you must say you know um I got into working with LA Fashion Week where I was initially just going to be a volunteer. <laughs> and then I got into this role as a media coordinator. And over the course of the seasons, it got to the point where it's like, they really trusted me to really lead and own that division of the organization, if you must say. So what, what allowed you to create your event company then? <laughs> so my event company actually was created before I came out to LA. It was a case of, I was working in healthcare, working in hospital, but I didn't see myself. Wait, as what? You're working in healthcare? Oh, yes. I was getting my graduate degree in healthcare administration. So I have a master's in healthcare administration. (laughs) You see? You get it. As you were saying. So I have a master's in healthcare administration. And during the course of the time that I was working um, at a university in D.C., I was doing a lot of their events. I was doing their board meetings, internal, external meetings, Mm. global conferences, came out to California and helped them do a conference. Um, And... I just really enjoyed it. And then I was working with the marketing and communications um, director, and I really, really enjoyed it. But I didn't see any roles like that in the healthcare space. So I graduated, and I was a clinical research coordinator in the government with that degree. And I was like, this is not it. I mean, I'm, you know, I would want to wear stuff like this. They would tell me you wear black, white, and gray. And I was just like, nah. So I actually, like, my first official 
job underneath of my business. I just decided to start a company. My sister, bless her heart, got me a book that said how to become a wedding planner. And I was like, what is this? This exists. <laughs> like, why are you giving me this? But it was actually helpful. So I, I started to do a little more research. I incorporated my business in Delaware. My first official client was a, a couple that I knew from um, a close friend of mine who wanted to get married in three months. So I helped them pull together their wedding in a few months. And that was when I was just like, yeah, I can do this. This is what I want to do. And it sounded crazy because here I was finishing up my master's or finished up my master's working in clinical research. And now I was going into wedding planning. So what about that? Like the, the implication of that statement is what? That it's, it's not going to, that's not going to be put to use? Like what do you say? My saying? degree? Yeah. Yeah. Is that I, it was just, it, it made no sense to literally anybody. They're like, you have a master's in a field that mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is in alignment with like an MBA. That you paid for. That <laughs> Right. Not a cheap amount either. Right. Um, you asked your I father had... for the $5 for the uh, degree, right? <laughs> and then here I was with a job in the government. And, you know, in the DMV, when you have, in D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, when you have a job in government, that to most people is like, oh, you're set. You're good. Mm. You'll have a great retirement. You can move around. You're in. You don't leave once you're in, essentially. Yeah. I peaced out. I was like, this ain't it. <laughs> you're like i hear what you're saying but pretty much and i was like i'm gonna become a wedding planner it's like what you don't need a degree in this experience to become a wedding and event planner so it made no sense to anybody, anybody. but guess who doesn't matter in that decision anybody am i right Boom. so but was there uh was there a buffer zone of Oh, but it doesn't make sense. Oh, Am course. I? Should I? Can of I? How For did you reconcile time. this? Yeah. I just kept on feeling with what I felt made sense to me. Like what I knew how I wanted to feel. And the way that I was going with the work that I was doing did not make sense. So I was just like, you know, I can still put it to use, which ultimately I really, I really was because I did work mm -hmm. with a lot of healthcare clients because I understood the language. And so I've continued to use my ex my no um school knowledge with the clients that i've worked with and the content that i've worked with as well so it hasn't been completely for not it's just you know i'm not a, a director in a hotel in a hospital right now aside from any voice in your head who was uh, a powerful external voice saying wtf we don't have enough time to list the names really <laughs> yes. really yes. and so was there internal conflict yeah, because I'm a people pleaser. Okay, now, now, <laughs> now we get into it. Now we get into it. Go ahead. Me too. I am. I know. We got to, it's a, it's, it's a tough road to overcome. I have to get everybody to say, yes, this makes sense. I have to get everybody to agree. I have to share my, my um, thoughts about things with everybody. Everybody has to be on board. So when nobody's on board, you're like, Oh, is it, is it me? <laughs> am, I, am I crazy? Am I, 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 I hear what they're saying. Maybe they're right. Yes. It was a lot of that. And then to do it in the same vein as saying, I'm going to move to California. Now people thought I really needed to be institutionalized. <laughs> so it was like, you're going to leave your job and move to California where you don't have a job and you don't know people. You have no community, no family, no nothing. And I was like, yeah. But why California? Was there something that was at least starting you here where you're like, I'm going to go there because opportunity? Like, well, why, why California? The sun. The sun. <laughs> Couldn't 
good enough answer. Show me the sun. I mean, I had no reason to come out to California except for the fact that I was like, I think I just want to go as far as possible with still being able to get home quickly. So that was California. Hmm. People pleasing. Yes. Are we still or we were? We were. We were. We were. We consider people now. Okay. Yes. But we don't put their ideas and their opinions in front of what I truly want, you know? Don't you find that everybody wants to give you their ideas and opinions? A thousand percent. Yeah. So we're not, we're not trying to stop people from, you know, that's, that, that, that's a hard, our lives aren't long enough for that. So what's the work? How do you flip that flip switch? That. You have, it's it, not easy. It's not easy. It's, it's really not easy. It's that process of saying, okay, I have this opportunity. I have this moment. I'm not going to go and ask. I'm not going to go crowdsource for people's opinions. I love that. I love that. We're going to play that in loop. We're going to extract that clip. That's a good one. As you were saying. Honestly, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm just going to do this and whatever comes out of it, I will then let people know this is the result. That has been the hardest thing for me to do, where it's just me being okay with not having people tell me what to do. Because I think... I'm the kind of person that, yes, I like to people please, but I also like them to feel good. So sometimes when I'm asking their opinion, I'm like, oh, that was such a great idea. And in my head, I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but they don't know that. So the, I think the, right, we, we all acknowledge to, to overcome it is, uh, is not easy. But step one is perhaps acknowledge that, you know what I do sometimes? This is what I do sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then if, if I'm going to figure out how I've, uh, and, and it's always an ongoing process, uh, I think that you have to find ways to, to deliberately not please people yeah. and then acknowledge that, you know, it worked. Wow, I feel so uncomfortable exactly. about it. Right, it worked. And like, oh, I feel so uncomfortable <laughs> about it. But guess what? You did it once. The second time you do it, you're going to feel maybe less. Then the third time, just keep trying it. That's the only, right? Yeah, That's mental it. game. But after mental game, you have to go from the mental to the execution and exactly. be able to say, I'm going to try something where it doesn't please somebody and... That's the only way. Exactly. Out. And, it's, and it's, it's disconnecting that process from how you feel about them. Because it doesn't mean you don't like them. It doesn't mean you don't love them. It's literally just, this is what I need to do for growth. Mm. Yeah. And, and also realizing that no matter what happens, be, whatever quote unquote fallout, right? right? Like if I don't please you, whatever repercussion then happens, it might be a five minute thing that, is between us and then I take that emotion away and then I have to learn to process that. But in 10 minutes, we're going to, we're going to act like it never happened. Right. We or might you might not act like like it might not be 10 minutes. It might just be like, you know what? This is the end of that friendship or relationship or whatever it is. And it's being okay with that. That would actually be the best thing. If you get to a time where the relationship hits its peak and point where something evolved where it's like, oh, that's the end. And yeah. it's probably the best. For it's everybody. probably for the best, honestly. But I think more often than not, it would just be, um, it, it probably wouldn't get to that point. Yeah. It would just get to a point where, hey, maybe you even respect me more. Mm -hmm. Which is what I think started to happen because, you know, people were like, oh, 
She does. She's kinda. got a voice. <laughs> she stands for something. But it's literal because we all we all have we all we're all playing a part. We're all in a role where we all have an identity that yeah. we're trying to either create for ourselves or validate. In my case, my my situation for for decades prior to where I am today, I played the role that others mm. defined me as right mm -hmm. the way the way i believed others saw me mm -hmm. and thought of me i was like okay I you're right that. i mm -hmm. could do that right you think that little of me you're right <laughs> you are correct i'll show you how correct you are yeah and there it is mm -hmm. exactly wow exactly so it's been a journey but it's one that i wouldn't trade for anything honestly and where do where do you go from here do you, do you do you take it day by day or do you see a next a next level for Jumi? I take it day by day now. Yeah. I take it day by day because honestly, no one in 2015 said in five years I'm going to be in the middle of a pandemic. Mm. Literally nobody. So for me, it's let me be okay where I am right now and let me enjoy these moments. I, I just, I am a strong believer in that. I'm a strong believer in just enjoying what's around in the moment enjoying what's coming in the next day or two but really just focusing on the here and now well i happen to adore this here and this now because of you <laughs> sharing this moment with you is just yeah. amazing uh what final thoughts would you wrap this up what have we been saying what does uh, someone need to hear i think what we've been saying and what somebody needs to hear is just be you Take the pieces of you, of how you grew up, the things that you love, the elements that you love, and even if they aren't the popular things, just embrace them if you love them, if, you, if they really make you feel good. Let that be what guides you. Don't fall in traps into books and videos oh. and other people's statements or what's trending. If it doesn't work for you, it's okay. I'm literally living proof of that. I not followed any particular path i've just followed what felt right i have followed nudgings and i'm very grateful for where i am right now and i wouldn't give it up for anything you know? mm. so i really think that anybody listening can take that and just say you know what start now there you go, Hidden Nation. Thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate you spending time. Likewise, you are beautiful inside and out. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me, Josh. <laughs>